recording now. And I'm like committing. The, you have a mouthful of taco. The first thing said not to do was eat into the eat microphone. Eat and chew in the microphone. So apologies ahead of time if you hear chewing because we're at. I don't um, know how I'm like, I have to eat two tacos. Yeah. And record a podcast in an hour. Do it. This is going to be a true test of our I mean, ability to. I going to be chewing. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with it. So we're at Picante Taquiera on Division, mm-hmm. just about a block from where Renegade is happening. Yep. And we just walked around Renegade for like, what, three hours? Um, it's two. So four, four hours. hours. All right. We're awesome. Um, so we basically decided we were going to, neither of us have booths at Renegade this mm-hmm. time. So we figured, you know what? We're going to walk around and shop and then we're going to make some notes about like what booths we like and what products we wanted to buy. Yeah. And then we'll record at a taco place Woo-hoo. and I'll eat a giant taco salad whilst also talking. Well, I mean, maybe that's the first thing we talk about is that I thought we'd just eat food at Renegade. Yeah, there didn't seem to be the same. There wasn't a whole lot of food. Yeah. Um, Maybe this is like old and no one would will get it. But Mana used to always have a booth there with these like mushroom rice slices. Oh, my God. They were so good. And that's what I wanted. Like, I can't eat the bread anymore, but I brought pills with me and I was going to eat that because that was my favorite part of Renegade. Yeah, I would get like at least three of those every time we do They're Renegade. They're so good. And I, I don't, I mean, they still have their restaurant on Division, Mana. Um, yeah, but they didn't have a booth. Not a booth. And well, there was like convenience in the fact that they were like pre-made up and you could get one real quick. Didn't there used to be... I feel like the last time we did it, there was, like, that parking lot, like, outside the school there, where the whole parking lot was food booths. Okay. Well, maybe that's what was going on this time, too, and we were like, eh. Were there food booths in there? There was something. Something something going on. But, um, I don't know. We knew we needed to record, and we're multitasking. Yeah, we're multitasking. So... So there's going to be chewing. So sorry. Get over it. Sorry about the food noises. Emily has a taco salad, which is okay in my book because she's not a man. <laughs> I've decided that taco salads cannot be eaten by men. Sorry, men. <laughs> At least in public. <laughs> nope. That's, that's Michelle. Yeah. If you think that that's wrong, watch a man eat a taco salad. <laughs> And then argue And with then decide me. that it's not uncomfortable for everyone. Also, we had gimlets. Oh, my earlier. God. They're so good. Yeah. Really We're good. We're both now gimlet drinkers. Yes. I'm strictly ordering gimlets from now on. What was it? Gin, lime, and sugar? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. How is that? Oh. So that's, like, stronger than a gin and tonic then. Yeah. It was huh. great. It was great. It was great. Um, and then we had to explain to everyone, like, as we saw vendors, we were like, yeah, so we're drinking. So if we're acting crazy, it's because we're drinking. Sorry. It was like noon. So. You have I mean, to... yeah. We weren't wrong for drinking. Nope. We just had to explain it to people. Right. Um, I'm trying to think where I want to start. Do we want to talk about cover in under a short amount of time? Yeah. 
Do we want to talk about stuff we bought or booth displays? I want to talk about both somehow. But which do we want to talk about first? <laughs> this is me thinking. Um, I don't know. Booth well, displays? So we started... Um, I think what we noticed was, in general... Well, there was a lot of jewelry. There were... And we knew that, though. There's a lot of jewelry. Yeah. But at the same time, I think we definitely gravitated towards some jewelry makers that had, like, really good displays that, like, when you are one of, like, a hundred jewelry designers, you got to figure out a way to make your jewelry display stand out. Otherwise, like, you're just in a sea of stuff that's all potentially looking the same to everyone. And several people did really well with that. Hmm. We're good. I think that they, like, the people that we gravitated towards, definitely, like, the the ones that kind of failed a little bit were ones where, like, they literally just had jewelry laying flat all across a table. Yeah, I mean... Unless you, you have some sort of photographs or, sure. like, backdrop or something that, like, makes people go, oh, there's jewelry there. That Oh, I see something I like. I'm going to come towards that and look yeah. at it. Like, if everything's just on a table on a tablecloth and there's no other, like, eye-catching thing to make people come to you, then I think you might... Because literally once there's five people in front of your table, the people are just going to walk past you. I think that um, it's really hard to go with, like, a neutral color palette at Renegade. Yeah, for sure. Because it's so easy to just be like, "Eh, I've already seen that. Yep. Whereas... I, I would say that the most successful booths I saw today all made really good use of color. Like, yeah. where I was just, like, I had to know what it was yeah. because I could see it from the sidewalk and I needed to know what it was. I saw so many creative displays that were, like, not expensively right. made. Right, not, like, huge build-out like things. They, the one... um it was 165 spooth. Yep. Their use of those like basic acrylic risers yeah. with painting really underneath good. them. Yep. Was brilliant. And I'm like sad because I can't steal it. <laughs> Cause they did it. And that well, was theirs. Theirs was actually like a huge success based on like they were in a shared booth. Like they didn't have a whole booth to it was, do stuff with. It was with. hard to and hard th- to get in there. Like they literally just had like a really great photographic image on a banner of mm-hmm. like their name and some jewelry. And then she was even saying that they like switch out their colors and like I think that sometimes people are scared of using color when it's not part of their branding. Okay. Like they're worried that like well my branding is black and white and this. Like well no one no one's going to care if you suddenly have like hot pink and turquoise and then like two shows later it's green you can have accent you can have accent colors right so i think that like even if you have a neutral branding Mm -hmm. palette yeah you still can really successfully be like okay so for summer we're gonna use this color Mm -hmm. and like do it because you're just like i'm really into turquoise right now like don't don't feel like you have to like do what's trendy because like theirs was actually like a really interesting weird color palette it was like red and like 
So just like pick something that you're just like, this is fun and that's what we want to do. Don't yeah. don't worry so much about like, is this throwing off my branding? It, it works. Because it totally works. I think, I'm guessing that they had that photo shoot and then they pulled colors yes. from the photo shoot. For sure. And it just like, there was this one perfect Instagram-able shot that I took and we posted all these in our stories and we're going to hi- save yeah, them we'll in the highlights. Yeah, we'll put it in the highlights. We'll probably post things that you can go look at. in the group too. So you can see the things that we thought were really successful. Also, we definitely saw other things that we really loved and didn't get photos of. So if you're like, hey, you didn't take a photo of my booth, that's <laughs> not because we didn't like it. We just couldn't take photos of everything. Of everything, yeah. Um, and I maybe this is wrong, but I think we probably took a lot of photos of booths that we don't normally see. Right. Yeah, we definitely... Yeah. Took photos of people like that aren't from Out Chicago yeah. and that are yeah, because that's what yeah, is interesting we, to it's us. New. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think another what was another jewelry vendor we looked at? I'm trying to pull up my photos here. Maslow? Mm-mm-mm. What'd you say? Maslow and also Aaron Burke. Yes, Maslow jewelry. Um had like a really simple like pegboard setup and we were talking about pegboard and that whole mm-hmm. like sometimes that can feel very like okay you bought a pegboard yeah. we get it everybody else did or made it like it matters yeah. at this point because a lot of people have it right they they had like a really nice just like easel display yeah. so it was like kind of just putting their jewelry up off the table yeah that i thought was really successful and like it it just like there's they have like really bold, simple shapes mm-hmm. to their jewelry, so it really made you just be like, "Ooh, that's a necklace! I want to go look at that!" Like yeah. it kind of just immediately made you go and look at it. Um, and they also had like, I liked that they had tags on things. I felt like because of how bulky, like big their jewelry was, they could yeah. have they could get they away with having a big yeah. tag on there. Yeah. And I felt like that was really good because then you literally just could casually look at it and then like flip a tag over and be like, okay, $60, got it. I definitely saw a few people who didn't have obvious prices. Yeah. yeah. And and one that I'm thinking of in particular, I know that their work is really expensive. And so for me, Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. That's, it makes you afraid to ask. Yeah. To it get shows, told, like, this is $300, and then to have to do that awkward, I can't spend $300 on right, this thing Right, and then put right it back. Now. Like, if you yeah. were ready to buy it, and then you were like, yeah. oh, I didn't realize how much it was. I think you have to get pricing out there as much as you can. Yeah. And I think most of the people that have little things, including jewelry, like, did a good job of having, like, a cluster of similar items and then like a little like tripod tag. I started doing that like yeah. a couple years ago because it I think looks it's been it helpful. looks good. Yeah. It's like not it's not like an offensive like this mm-hmm. is a price tag. It's just like a teeny little subtle thing that says thirty six dollars. Or especially when you have, I think a lot of people did a good job of having like making it clear that if you bought multiples of something, like what that deal was. Oh yeah, like a Renegade special. So like having a thing that's like, oh, these pairs of earrings are $18, but if you buy three pairs of them, it's, you know, 40. I need to think about that. Because I think that people are looking for that kind of deal and like people will impulse buy a deal, especially if it's like, like Maslow did a really great job. She, She immediately made sure to tell us 
the prices here are less than what they are on the website. So, like, if you want something, you should buy it here and not wait. But then she also gave us a discount coupon so that if we did go online later, like, I'm probably going to go buy that necklace. And I'll do it online, like, a couple weeks from now. But she gave me a coupon for 15% off. So I'm like, okay, that's awesome. That will make me way more likely to go and buy that versus, like, just having taken a picture of it and being like, oh, someday I'll buy that necklace. Like, well, no, I have a discount. And you have to know, like, how hard it is to shop that event. Right. Yes. We did okay because, one, we know it well. We've been yes. there a million times. I also made a spreadsheet of everybody I wanted to Emily see ahead of time. had a fucking spreadsheet. <laughs> um... And uh, we we started at ten. Yeah, we started an hour before the show actually Which opened. I hated it when people did that. But um, we were also very conscious of trying right. not to bother people. I didn't make my first purchase until like ten fifty eight, and Molly was totally set up. It was fine. It was fine. I had to have her new enamel pin that says she worked really hard. Say her whole on the, um, name, Molly Ann Bishop. Um, I have her mug um, yep. that has the gravestone on it and says she worked really hard. And then when I saw this morning, actually, on the bus, that, yeah, on the way here, that she has in, an enamel pin that says that. You're like, I well, thought, I'm getting that. I need to show the world that at the end of the day, <laughs> I worked really when, hard. When I kill myself from <laughs> working this hard, that I worked hard. Which now reminds me, have, you probably haven't seen the New York Times cartoon thing that's been circulating that has two women lounging on beach chairs. That about, no. They just posted it recently. They're just lounging, and they said like something like, are, are there just days where you don't feel like making jewelry? <laughs> As if, as if, yeah, I'm like, that's hilarious. That's adorable. Because almost every single jewelry designer I know is killing themselves. Yes, it's so funny. But that there's this perception out there that Absolutely. it's this good life. And maybe there are some people that are doing that, but most of us are actually like, we make, we, we make every piece that leaves our studio, like, just and us. even when you get the opportunity to go lay somewhere on a beach, it's I, for like six days, I've and then you're never like done that. constantly thinking about like what are you gonna, like what I need to do when I get back. You're I not sitting it was there thinking. Hilarious that there's a perception out yes, there. Yeah, that, that that's, that's even a, a topic that yeah. the near yeah that they're even addressing. Like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> because like I must make like one twentieth of what yeah. someone who has a nice job makes. And works 40 hours, and I work 80 hours a week. Um, Wait, how did I get to there? I don't know. Something we said. Gimlet. (laughs) The gimlet you drank? Also the margarita I'm currently drinking. I have a stressful day ahead of me. I think you were, because you were talking about that you have to realize, like, how hard it is to shop the show and, like... Mm. Make sure that you're like, yes, we everybody works really hard, and like all these makers are trying to make you know make their booth feedback and make a profit. <coughs> but there's definitely stuff you have to think about in like 
helping yourself get more attention, especially in a huge show like this. Like there's so many vendors and people are very overwhelmed. And like the easier you make it for people and the more you remember like handing them a discount coupon and like kind of being mildly aggressive with people, like as much as you may want to sit back in the corner of your booth and just like smile at people, like the fact that like a few people were really engaging of us, like I really appreciated that. Like the people who are like, I'm here to make a sale. None of it came off as pushy. No, and like I appreciate like um, the earrings that I bought um, from... What is the name of her company? Oh, it's a cute uh, name. The um, the Turk, the olive ones. Uh, delusions, delusions of grandeur. Of grandeur. Yes, we got a good. Sh- shot I was of gonna her say delirious something, but yeah, delusions she's of grandeur. She's been on my radar for a long time. So she's time. from California. Yeah. Um, but like, she saw like what earrings I was looking at, and then was like, "Oh, I have these other ones that you would like," and like they went were and pulled them cheaper. out, and like yeah. they were cheaper. She was kind of yeah. downselling me, yeah. but like she also wanted to show me like what my options were, yep. and saw that I was excited. And then like even as she was talking to us, she was smart to keep interacting with the other yeah. people. She didn't ignore them to talk to us. Mm-hmm. She made sure everybody was getting paid attention to. And, like, you know, she was basically saying, like, try those on. Make sure that you, you know, like, let me know if you have any questions. I have more in the back. Like, she wasn't afraid to, like, come off as a little pushy. Like, you have to be a little pushy. You can't just be cute and shy. You have to make sure that you're in that environment. It's not a storefront. It's not a cute storefront where, like, people are casually shopping. You got to get them in and get them paying and get them out so that new people can come in. Yep. Especially when you have a half booth or a tiny space. Let's talk about half booths. And how they're terrible. I They're I, dangerous. It's, it's, they're very I've risky. I've obviously done a half booth. Yeah. Um we were next to you guys Cindy and I were next to you guys at Renegade yeah, One Year. A million years when ago. When you had your double booth but split three ways, which I think is the best way to do it, but I'm not entirely sure Renegade loves that anymore. I think they don't love they it. They used to have a thing in the application yeah, where, you could where they made put it your easy. names in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they don't like that. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm talking out of turn. I don't really know. I, but it's kind of genius for vendors yeah. because it's yeah. like the benefit of sharing a booth, which is like help with setup, help with like mm-hmm. take like being able to go on the bathroom break and having somebody to watch your booth for you. But at the same time, you have a little bit more space to work with. It doesn't become like this narrow space with like tables on either side. The tables on other side thing, I it's tricky. Like I know I've done it, and it just it makes it really hard for people to get in. I didn't do as well that year yeah. that I did it that way. Yeah. Um, I did much better the next two years that you, me, and Seamus shared. Yeah. Um. You can, if you're going to share, the L format seems to be the best way to do it. I'm sure there are reasons why people And if you can somehow swing a corner, like, get a corner. Like, in any show, like, if you, I know there are shows that, like, you pay extra to get a corner. I think you just have to get lucky at Renegade. Right, I think at Renegade, they just kind of pick and choose whoever, but, like... You kind of have to make sure that you have a setup that works. Like, I think the people who are most successful are the people that don't have two tables along the sides. Like, when somebody has, like, a clothing rack and the other person has a table. Or, like, one person has a shelving system and the other person has a table. Like, that kind of works better. We The one year I shared with Steve, 
Which is so funny to even say and remember. Yeah. I re- that was like um, the year I met you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aw. You yeah. were like kind of behind us a little bit. Yeah. And, and we I all was like, created And I stuff. like came in and I'm like, I feel like we should know each other. <laughs> and I was like stalking yeah. you on Instagram. Um, yeah, we traded. Aw. We're so sweet. Um, that's how you got that... Um, canvas that's yeah made. it's in my office um so we had him like along the side on shelves yeah and then you had a table and i had a table in the back so it was like an l format we yeah. still had a big walking area actually i had a small table that i shoved up towards the front also with earrings on a spinner so, so it wasn't in the way it was like kind of nudged gently outside of the yeah yeah you went a little bit out of yeah. your parameter but it was a small round table yeah. It was not in the way. I think there's something to be said for that. Like, it is interesting because I know that people don't want to commit a certain amount of money to things, and that's why they choose a shared booth a lot of times. Yep. But it's, I mean, show of hands is certainly this way. Like, the people that do a full booth, like, they, when people go from a shared booth to a full booth, they immediately make more than that money back. Like, yeah. more, like, it's it's exponentially more sales that you get when you don't have a shared booth because like it's just it's just like the space you take up and like yep. there's some kind of subconscious idea of like oh well you're you're with this other person and you're sharing and you, maybe you're not ready and you don't have very much product and like all of those things make customers like psychologically feel like maybe they're not they don't want to spend as much money like it's a weird thing to think about but it's kind of the way it is that and just like if if you're out on the sidewalk trying to decide what boost you're going to go into, yeah. and there's one that looks like it'd probably be hard to get into, and then you think about like how stressful it'll be being in that space and trying right? to make a decision. You also feel very much like you're up against the person that you're that's selling stuff. Like it's yeah. kind of like when you go into a tiny storefront and the person that owns the store is right there, like watching you, and you yeah. suddenly feel like pressured to buy something or pressured to make a decision or pressured to like act interested when maybe you're not yeah and so like in these confined spaces with these big craft shows you start to feel like if you're if you're deciding between 350 different booths to go in like you're gonna walk past the one that seems like it might be physically awkward like you're gonna just keep walking I mean I remember that year that um, I shared seeing people outside my tent just wave at me and walk by. Right, yeah. Um, and you're like, they great, get cool. In. Yeah, because, I mean, literally those shared spaces, if, like, if each of you has two customers, yeah, you it's now crowded. are potentially losing 20 people that just walked by. And, like, you can't, there's no way to, like, rouse people out. You don't, you want to let people stand and hover and hang out and touch things and mess with stuff and try things on. And if you don't have, like, an open space to let people do that, then you might lose some actual shoppers to people who are just, like, hovering. Um, We did see a couple of really good examples of people who had their space set up while... Um, I was just trying to find the that ceramics company that shared with the purse company, and now I can't find... Well, it won't load. They're called the Granite. The Granite? Okay, so the Granite and um, Prime Cut, who yeah. makes purses and bat, like 
small bags. Yeah. They each had their own booth, but they had it set up as if they were one really big booth. They rented, it looked like they rented a 10 by 20 tent. Okay. Like it looked like a rental tent. It looked, yeah, yeah. But then they, instead of like allocating like, this is my boundary line and this is your boundary line, they just had like a nice big long bank of table all the way across. Yeah. And then the woman from the first company was actually wearing earrings from the grand. Like, yeah, I love yeah. that when you see yeah. like booth neighbors I, like I wearing each other's that. stuff. That like, that's great. so smart. Um, uh, Ashley from Evermore had her space set up great. Lots yeah. of room to walk in and shop. And hers is a good lot to look at. It's a good a example cards. for hers where like you need to cut like with cards. You have to kind of communicate to people like these are cards. Mm-hmm. Like there's something dumb about like. The, depending on the way you display cards, people literally will come into your booth and be like, "What is? What are these? What is this?" Which is insane. And you're like, "They're but, cards." Yeah. But I'm glad that you didn't understand that. But like, she has them up on a wall, like in like rows, so you can see like her whole collection of cards in front of you all at once, which is genius. Yes. And we got a good photo. Yeah. A couple good photos. And she had we'll a good. She actually was saying that she changed her pricing card like display yeah. she used to have little teeny like a card that was just on the tabletop mm-hmm. and she actually ended up making like a big hanging sign I lo- yeah I love which that. and we joked that like it's funny because like you could literally scream the price in a customer's face and they'll still be like what is this five dollars but it's great for <laughs> if you are a person who knows how to read signs yes. because if the booth is busy you can and you're look outside, right away you can see like okay it's these almost are like, things I can buy it's like a menu at a restaurant yes like, like, if you're that, back yeah. in line, you can literally look up and be like, oh, she has, like, a mystery pack for $10. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to see what that is. And then once people clear out, you know what you're looking for. Or you can ask her. Um, so, it like, the more you can help your shopper, like, don't assume that all your shoppers are dumb idiots drinking beer walking around at a craft show. Like, there although are, like, there are. <laughs> although there are tons of those people. There are also a ton of people who know exactly how to shop, and if you give them the tools to do that correctly, they're going to appreciate it, and then they're going to buy stuff from you. Like there are people who made their own like renegade map, like me, with things I highlighted I and did. all the booth numbers. I had I, to. I did that. Well, so <laughs> I had to. I had to change it because on Renegade's website, the list of booths is in alphabetical order. Yeah. So I had to copy paste that whole list, put it in a spreadsheet, and then edit it so that it went in numerical order by booth number. Was there a printable map? Um, yes. Okay. However, it was it is so large that I had to Photoshop it to fit it on a piece of paper. Um because if you printed it to scale I didn't and even fit it down it. on a piece of paper, uh-huh. um you the numbers are so tiny they look like little black dots. So I had to crop it down and make my own little map. So I guess I didn't because we started early. I don't know, were they handing out anything? Okay, so I've done Renegade twelve times. Yep. And I've heard people say that there is some sort of map or directory. But I'm sorry, I've done Renegade t- since 2007, wow. and I have never once ever seen a map, ever. And maybe I mean, that's just, I mean, I don't know what that means. I don't yeah. know if that means I'm not paying attention, or I should have gone and looked for one. 
But I have, and I've never seen a person carrying one. I've never seen a human being looking at one. So like, I don't, I don't know the answer. I've never seen a map. Um, but also like as a vendor, only twice have I managed to get like a vendor bag. With oh, I've stuff. never gotten a vendor bag. I have two ever. renegade vendor bags. I also never got like a pin. Ever people have these pins? I have a, one pin. I've never gotten a pin. I've never gotten a bag. I've actually never once talked to a renegade employee at a show ever, except okay, for the I one have. time that we did the show when we had to go get a table. And then and then they were like, "We don't have you on the list." And I'm like, "Please look harder." Um, no, I have talked to renegade people, but I also have gone entire shows without. Um, but you've kind of changed your mind about that recently, right? Like about how it's not possible to talk to that many vendors. Well, how like you want to put some distance. Oh, for sure. Whereas, like, you don't have that. I don't yeah. think you're capable of putting the distance. I mean, there's definitely some element of, like, I as I've done Show of Hands more and more, I've gotten way more, um, like, clear on why there are why there might be certain reasons why Renegade does things. Whereas before, I was very, like, judgmental and, like, why can't they just do this? And why can't they just do this? And why wouldn't you just do this? And then you're, like... Oh, maybe I don't understand what it is to run a gigantic yeah. show yeah. with 400 makers from all over the country, and there, ha- there, it becomes a certain amount of like, just practically speaking, you kind of have to not care as much, or else you will lose your mind. Like it's not, it's no longer efficient to care that much. Does that sure. make sense? No, I. It only becomes a problem when there is a problem, and then right, it and no one, there's, solved. yeah, there's like, no way to the solve it. Issue yeah. we talked about from last summer with a friend of ours coming and finding out someone set up in their booth, and then running and then they, saying, like, they just oh, didn't well, care. They didn't care. I guess you set up in their booth now, and then he got stuck next to someone selling exactly the, the same, same thing. He kind was. of product he had. Right. And also, he told everyone that he was in booth X, and then he's in booth Y. Except for the fact that you know as well as I do. No one cares about no the booth numbers. No one knows what booth numbers are. I mean, I was thinking about it, and I know that what people do is say, I'm at this intersection. Yeah, they say, right? I'm a block west of Except wood. once you're there as a shopper, you can't remember where every single nope. per- I remember none of it. You just start walking around hoping you, you see somebody's sign. You just have to start walking around. Yep. And we were almost done. We were leaving, and I realized I hadn't seen two people that I knew were there. You you have to walk around it twice, and yep. we didn't have time to do that, which is my fault because I have to leave. Um, Mom's fault. <laughs> well, I booked the flight oh, without so it is thinking your fault. about that it was Renegade Weekend. So, yeah, it is actually my fault. Yeah, I think... All in all, it's like it's a very interesting show to to do as a vendor, and it's also like because I feel like when we were talking to Molly about like show, you know, her this, you know, we were all three of us talking about like how do you decide how many shows you do and what shows you do and do you do outdoor shows? And I think like the main thing about shows is realizing like there are all kinds of different reasons why you do a show, and they're all different for different people. Yeah. 
And like one show might be really worthwhile for one person because they might be really looking to like do better marketing and like get reach a target area that, you know, like there are people from other cities coming to Chicago and doing this show based on like, I want to reach this new market in Chicago because I'm from Austin, Texas and I've like saturated the market there and I want to see what it's and like also to do. Austin Renegades sucks. Is terrible. Yeah. So I think there's like a sense of like, you get to see a lot of different perspectives of like what styles people are doing and what trends are happening in Chicago and not in Chicago. And then I think like there's some people that really like, I think there's a lot of people that think you have to have a ton of money to have like a good booth display. And I don't agree with that. Like, no. I feel like, like when, like as long as you can be clear on your product and, and how your product is best seen, like, and then I think the key to everybody's booths being better is fucking signage. Oh yeah, like oh, let's talk we about saw the we saw several people signs. There were several people that like had really like really good product, like interesting product, and like stuff that looked very beautiful and very well made. And like we you said we said to each other a couple times we would walk away from a booth and we're like I have no idea what that booth's company's name is because they did, a, they literally didn't yeah. have a sign. There's a jewelry vendor that I like their displays so I walked in and like obviously I'm not shopping for jewelry which right. sucks. I was kind of jealous of all of the jewelry yeah. shopping you did. I bought um, lots of jewelry. But I was looking at her displays because we're recording this podcast so I'm that's what I was focused on and I realized. She didn't have one single sign. No sign she or name. She had some business or, cards out. Yeah. But no sign whatsoever. Now, maybe that was a mistake and she left it at home. I don't know. Yeah, but there were several people that, like, did not have signs. Okay. Um, like, there were several people where, like, rule number one with storefronts and booth displays is, like, if you are standing at a table... And you have all your shit in front of you. <clears throat> then behind you should be the name of your company. It can literally be like, it would be better to have a printed piece of eight and a half by eleven taped to the back of your booth <laughs> than nothing. Than nothing. Yeah, I just got a really good idea. While what? Talking about that. Okay, so for show of hands, um, I was planning my display. Already? No, just recently. <laughs> what oh. are you talking about? <laughs> Three I months got ago. Ex- acceptance email. I started planning it. Um, and I have this backdrop now, like the curtains, that doesn't work if I'm on a corner. Oh, right. I mean, it could work. But um, if you I have put to pick it a along side. one side, you have to pick a side. But what if I get one of those little like side things made yeah and i put it on the side of the banner so you can see a little sign from this angle and then my big banner from the other yeah. angle instead of putting the banner on yeah having it be on the yeah, one on, side yeah. totally okay, well yeah that's, an, that's another thing too is like giving yourself the opportunity to like change up your display based on what show you're doing and if it are you indoor are you outdoor do you have a tent do you have a wall like do you not have a wall but I think that I mean the key is like and if you don't have a big sign somewhere or it's not that kind of show like make sure you have tags or your logo like on the table like and if you think it's overkill it's literally not overkill yeah like 
you can't have your logo and the name of your company. Like, if you have a little price tag sign, put your logo at the top of it. Like, literally every chance you get, because the person over here at this end of your table is looking at these five things, and the person at the other end is looking at these five things. And if you only have one sign, then only one of those people saw it. And it seems crazy, but it's also like, that's the kind of show you're at. Maybe we should also post pictures of the booth we did with Seamus. Because Where we had all those signs. We had signs so many inside signs. the tent behind each of us. Yep. And then we had signs along the along front. Along the front of the tent. And then we had that... The hanging like, sign. End camp. End camp. That was the best. It was so good. It was so good. I, I feel bad that... Like after that last one, I'm like, I'm never doing We're an not outdoor doing this event ever again. again. I still have my part of the sign though, so if like I, you know, like lightning strikes me or something, and all of a sudden I'm like, I want to do outdoor events. You have a sign. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think, need to get lightning to strike you also. <laughs> right. So that I also show up. They. I mean, I think that. Like, I don't know if people just want like big fancy signs and so they don't commit to like a little cheapy sign like you can get a cheapy banner sign from like Vistaprint or Jack Prince or like any like a bunch of online yeah. places for like $30 and like don't worry about if it look like if you think it looks terrible or you didn't ha- you don't have a designer or whatever like just something something is better than nothing like having your name up there to show cuz otherwise You've, it's kind of like renting space and then not advertising that you are there. Sure. Like, you need to maximize the value of that. Don't worry just about, oh, I sold X amount of product. Like, you also need to remember people are walking by and going, oh, I recognize that from last time. Or I re- your logo looks familiar. Or I saw your stuff at this store. And, like, being able to see your booth from further away yes. is always the best. So having a sign that goes across the front of your tent... And one that goes, the, what I'm calling an end cap sign, because I worked retail for forever. So yeah. We'll call it that. The little, like, little flag sort flag of thing. flag sticks out from the side of so the booth. So you can see it as you're walking down. Well, you need especially to hit it from all the angles. Like, on the one hand, it's great because people who don't aren't looking for you are like, what's that cute? What's that cute sign? Oh, I, let's go see what that is. Especially if it's, like... Minima Maxima jewelry or like Chicago or whatever you want to highlight. Yeah. Put that oh, on the right. sign. Our sign also said like jewelry cards. Yeah, it and said soap. cards, soaps, mm-hmm. jewelry. Yeah. Like, so I think that you have to remember like there are X number of people that are going to come and specifically be like, where is Michelle Starbucks booth? I'm looking for it. I'm a follower of hers on Instagram. I buy her stuff all the time. And if they are in the general area and there's a cute little pop-up sign sticking out that they can see from a block away, then they're like, oh, there it is. Let's, like, definitely we're going there. And they go with gumption. Like, they go and they're excited. And they feel confident, like, walking in there and they're like, I was looking for you. And then the people who aren't looking for you are just looking for cute things to pay attention to. And you have to be the cute, flashy thing that stands out over the person next to you that just has a tablecloth and a white tent. So would you say that signage would be your number one thing? I mean, for me it is. I feel like we have to sum up the booth display combo so that we have a little bit of time to talk about what we got. I feel like I tend, I, it seems kind of like a cop-out, but yeah, I always feel like signage is my main complaint usually. 
like brand, like showing off your branding, making it clear what the name of your company is, making sure that there's a pile of business cards in the front, making sure that like you're interacting with every single person and like handing them something and being like, this is, you will remember me. Good example of that um, was when we went to Edgewater's booth and um, they yeah. had a friend or someone working for them yeah. with Steven and that person doesn't know me, yeah. right? So he handed me uh, their matchbooks Perfect. that are branded. He's hired. Yeah. Give him and a I'm raise, like, oh, Morgan Stevens. Thank you. I had only been standing there for two seconds. Give Brandon and he a raise. Immediately got that in my hand. It's genius. It's genius. Yeah. It's genius. Like stuff like that. Like is it costs min like it costs something, but it's minimal and it's something that's like. If you're handing them a coupon, if you make something cute that's cheap, like a like have a bowl of pins that have your designs on it, or have stickers that are a giveaway, or have like something that they will just be like, oh well, I'm taking this because I'm gonna go home and have a bunch of shit in my pocket and my bags, and I'm gonna go home and be like, oh yeah, I remember that jewelry vendor, or I remember that booth. I want to buy something from them later. Um, I used to always have those moo cards yeah which i love because i could put yeah you could put a bunch of different of my jewelry, jewelry on, on it and now they remember what jewelry i was right um i still love that as an idea although i don't have those cards anymore i yeah. have the postcards which are great except for people for some reason don't pick those up as often i think they think they cost they're like too fancy to just take yeah it's like no just take the thing with the photo on it that's better for you i think that's the funny thing too is like if if edgewater just had a bowl of those matchbooks sitting on the corner it would be less like like people aren't going to just take those but if you are physically handing people something like i mean that's why crazy trade show people stand out in the aisle in front of their booth and like attack people with uh-huh. their pro- with their postcards because like that's how you get someone to take what you're giving them. It's like being in Little Italy in New York. Yeah, and like, you're like, "Here, have this. Have this <laughs> like, fire. Have we, this fire. Have this have menu." A table for you. Yeah, <laughs> we come and sit. Come and have dinner. You're here for your reservation? <laughs> yeah. So intense. Um, so I think there ha- there's like an element of like I appreciated the people that had like a, a very thought out booth display that wasn't necessarily crazy. It was just like thoughtful, like mm-hmm. based on their stuff. And then the people that had clear, like, this is the name of my company. This is where I'm from. This is what I make. Like, I didn't have to walk in and be like, what is this? What's your deal? Who are you? What's the name of your company? Where Do you have a card? Like, it's right, it's right there. And it's like clear and easily accessible, like what I'm allowed to take and what I'm yeah. not allowed to take. And like what your prices are like I want to look at a couple pairs of earrings and be like okay these seem to be like 24 to 46 dollars I can let me keep looking because I'm I would be okay with buying something that's that price sure versus like if everything's hidden or like I'm not sure what things cost or I'm not clear about like what I'm allowed to touch and what I'm not allowed to touch like that can all make me be like well you know what I got 400 other booths to look at maybe I'll keep walking right um, I would say the things that I was like stopping and had to look at all made really good use of color schemes. Yeah. Um, so I think that like having a good neutral backdrop with something eye catching, yeah. which 
probably whether, is colorful. Whether it's like yeah. a really cool, like uh, Molly at La Familia Green had that yes. adorable handmade backdrop that had her name of her business on it, had little avocados and I think like strawberries on mm. it that she like can't fucking cut out with from felt, which for her business makes sense because she does paper cutout illustrations for her cards. Like that, that is clear. Like she's not like forging metals and making jewelry and then cutting her sign out of felt and having an illustration on it. That yeah. doesn't match. So like think of use your own skills to like Do I have to make a metal sign? You have to make a metal sign that you've soldered together. God damn it. But like visually it should look it should make sense with what you're doing. Her backdrop made sense and made you go, Oh my god, that's so cute. What's like if you're a person that's gonna be drawn to her cards, you're also a person that's gonna be drawn to that backdrop. So it's like a way of like teasing what you're about to see with a big bold right. thing. And yeah, other ways that. of doing that is like the people who had like photograph product photos, like a model wearing a necklace and like that's in the background. And it's like then from far away you can go, okay, I don't have any question. There's no question about that's a booth that sells jewelry because right. there's literally a picture of a lady wearing a necklace. Yeah. And so like it depends on what you sell. Yeah, my most successful renegade, which was the last one I did. Yeah. Um, I had those uh, photos of Lori from yeah. the photo shoot blown up and hung in the booth. It just it just makes people. Yeah. It gives them something to like connect to, and then want to keep looking. Yeah. So I feel like the people that had those kind of simple elements, like that, made us both be like, "Ooh, let's what's this? Let's stop and look at that." And there. We were super excited, impressed with overall, like, the vendors. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, well, at least Steve joked that we're going to record this podcast and, like, talk shit about everyone. But, I mean, there's, that, I will that's say, not the case at all. I will fully say that I have done Renegades in the past where I've walked around and seen, like, it's not usually a lot of booths, but I've walked around and been like, there's like seven booths here that I'm like, what the fuck is this doing here? I didn't and I didn't that. see I no, didn't see a single great. booth where I was like, I don't even know why this is a business. Yeah. Let alone like at Renegade. And this time I felt like there were definitely things that I've seen a million times. Sure. But there were definitely people that I know have done the show like years and years and years, but still had like a fresh booth display and like clear signage and like obviously haven't like they're still do know what they're doing, yeah. And and then I also saw things that I've literally never seen before, be mostly because they're probably from not Chicago. And I'm like, oh, this is. And then I'm kind of secretly thinking, like, do these people live close enough that they can come and do show of hands? Right. Because right. <laughs> your stuff's great, and I just bought shit from you, and maybe you wanna do my show. So should we talk about what we got? Yes. Um, my bag's over by you. Because I forgot already. Shopping bag. All right. Oh, let's talk about the thing we both got. Okay, we both bought um, an eye, eye mask, mask, like a sleep mask. From, from Violet Hour? Yeah, and where did she say she was from? Um, Denver. Okay, awesome. And she also makes pajamas. Oh, my God. And she everything made, is hand-sewn. She had this really gorgeous, like, 
silk, like these little silk shorts, like sleeping shorts that I really want. And then Look she had packaging. like, I know it's letterpress. It's gorgeous. So sleep tight. I know. Like at, when the minute I picked it up, I was like, uh, this packaging is great. And we both actually needed eye masks, yeah. which is funny. And to have, like, this was the only person who had eye masks oh, yeah, that I sure. saw there. I mean, at least that we They're saw. They're super adorable. Yeah. It's great. I'm so excited. I yeah. needed one. I'm excited because I, I, the one I have is wrecked. So I'm glad to have a new fresh one that's Mine also over 10 years old. And the one that yeah. I had was not made by a maker. It was just like some garbage thing I yeah, bought mine was off of Amazon. Or so. Yeah. So I'm glad to have one made by like a person. Let's see. what else. Oh, we both got element things. Oh, yeah. I got sleep well missed because I was out. Ayurvedic apothecary. We talk about Zach all the time on this podcast yeah. and he's been on it. He's amazing. So I got more foot oil, like a travel size, because yeah. you need you to need sleep to when travel. you travel. And then he made a batch. If you follow Zach, you saw him making this in his Instagram stories. Um, uh, it's a coconut oil um, with neem oil, which I have heard of, and I heard smells terrible, but oh. I trust Zach so much. They are like, it's fine. I'm getting I, it. I'm, I'm doing like, it. I'm like, I have to have that. Yeah. And I didn't smell it or anything. That's how much you I just trust bought Zach. it. You were like, I'm doing it. He wouldn't steer me wrong. Because like it's used to keep bugs away. And oh stuff, right, yeah. Which I will. Sweet. We don't have enough time for me to talk about my spider issue. Um, <laughs> but I did consider yeah, getting some don't. neem oil. <laughs> yeah. Um, recently, All because right. um, bugs don't like it. But hey, maybe this will work. I'll cover myself with this. <laughs> And then they won't come anywhere near me. I mean, I think you should try it for sure. Especially All if right. it smells I'm gonna terrible. I'm going to tell Zach I bought this to keep the spiders away. They'll stay away and from And I'm just you. like, oh, it sounds like a bad horror movie or an episode of Criminal Minds or something. This woman who covers herself in yeah, no, I don't. smelly stuff. I think that's a bad advertisement for Zach's products. Um, okay, I'm going to read what it actually What's this actually then? for? Sorry. Um, Not creepy spider lady. So for your skin, um, uh, it's good for aging, irritated, yep. or sunburnt skin. Check. Um, and you can use it on your hair, too. It's good for oh. um, dry dry hair, frizzy hair, damaged hair. Well, shit, um, I should have bought some of that. leave it in for 30 minutes. Damn um, it. When you well, talk- I'll, get it, I'll get it at Chauvin. It was a limited batch. No, fuck. That's... So he told you on his post that you could reserve it. And I'm like, reserve one for me. I need that. Oh, damn it. Um, Maybe he'll make more. You're going to have to. I think you could con him into making some more. Maybe I'll have to go back right now and get some. Um, No, anyhow, it's sort of just like a um, fixes all ailment sort of thing is what I gathered. Yeah. Um, I got like a steam... um, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. Steam mask? Steam. Steam herbs. So it's it? just like a mix of herbs and yeah. you basically like do hot water and like put your face over a I bowl and like put your, a towel over your head yeah, and like those. let your pores open up. So I'm very excited about that. I need more of that kind of like ritual-ish kind of stuff to be like, no, I'm doing this and yeah. it's good, you know, before I go to bed or whatever. Um, what else did we buy? Um... I got uh, truffles um, from Catherine Ann that we're going to eat tonight. Nice. Um, 
Oh, I already talked about my pin that I got. Is that all I got? I think it might be. You got a bunch of jewelry. I bought a bunch of shit. What so else? I bought little teeny, teeny, tiny little orange enamel stud earrings from 165 that we already talked about their booth display. Yes. I also got like a little ear cuff. Oh, right, Like right. non-pierceable ear cuff thing. And then my friend Danielle was like in the booth with me like yep. while, like randomly she was in the same place at the same time and she actually doesn't wear earrings. Like she has pierced ears but she doesn't like to wear earrings. Okay. So then she bought a little ear cuff. I was like, that's perfect for you. Um, I also bought earrings from um, Delusions of Grandeur. Yep. They're like acrylic like color solid color acrylic shape with like a hoop they're really cool i'll probably take a picture of them and put them on i'll put them on pancake town um i got an amazing necklace from aaron l burke yep and you've probably seen her stuff like in life if you're somebody that even remotely <laughs> follows like craft we show fun things like because i kind of have stalked her for a while and always wanted a necklace of hers um but it's basically like they're kind of like rope, ropey, yeah, like wrapped yeah. with threads and fabrics and stuff. And she makes like tassels and earrings and these amazing necklaces. Um, so I got one of those. Um, what else did I get? I'm thinking. Oh, I got pins from Stay at oh, Home yeah. Club. Um, that was the first booth we went into, and they were we felt bad because like they were still setting up, and we were like, "Don't worry, we're." I mean, it was after eleven, but we like we were early at that. We point. were kind of like. You know, whatever. But we're also yeah. like, yeah, we're going to still buy it's things. Fine. We don't care. Yeah, <laughs> shit happens. Their stuff is really, really cute. You've probably, the thing that I had seen before of theirs was they have a patch that says stay at home club and has like a lady, a, like a little cute drawing of a lady with like cats all around her. Um, but then I got two enamel pins, one that's like a bald eagle crying and it says something like lifetime member of the crying club something, or something like that. Something but that clever, better lets people know better that written than cries. that. I cry all the time. And then also a cute little like enamel pin that's flowers and says stubborn. Yes, that was which good. I really like. I wanted a t shirt or something, but I couldn't quite commit yet. Yeah. But they're, they're um, I'm not sure where they're, they're not in Chicago. They're yeah, somewhere else. I don't know. But stay at, stay at home club. And then, um, what else did I get? Maybe I should look at my bag. Some um, stuff is in the car still, we also so I don't saw know what I bought. Lots of people that we don't get to see all the time. We got yeah. to see Katie from Lady Faye. From Lady Faye. Since she moved far away from us. Um... We saw people we see all the time too, like Marco, who yes. she got to spend. Yeah. She gets to spend her whole weekend hanging out hanging next out to Marco. Marco. Um, if I forgot things that I bought, I will post them on the Instagram page. Yeah, because I'm sure there's other stuff that I didn't remember. I can't remember. I or it'll like... be on Orange Beautiful. Oh well, I'll Josh got there. that crate. Oh yeah, Josh got that amazing crate. I don't know what the name of the company is that makes those. We'll have to look it, it up. It was a short word. Oh my god, I saw it. So I cute. saw their booth. We've been wanting one of those crates for a while. I'm glad he bought one. Oh, I bought pickles. Oh right, right. Pickles. Shit. What's the pickle company? I don't. Hint. I want to say it's Hinton or something. I apologize this to the is... people that make the pickles. Um, Where'd, oh, the pickles are in the car. They're in the car. Shit. Um, well, we'll um, post links to all this stuff, I think. Right? I think I just found it. Hold on. Hinton Cannery. So H-I-N-T-O-N. You know they make I the pickles. I was just thinking about, like, is it 
Like, I know the music isn't going to pick up on the podcast, but is it going to sound like we're, we're yelling? Like we're yelling? Possibly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Josh, Josh just shrugged his shoulders. Which means, baby, are He's like, you probably. <laughs> He's like, my problem. Um, well, no, I looked at the levels before we... Okay. Whatever. We'll figure it out. But you know, like, there's a yelling tone. If we sounded like we were yelling the whole time, we're sorry. Sorry. Um, we're excited. It was a good day. Yeah, it was um, good. I feel like I bought some really fun things and discovered some new brands and also got to meet several of my show of hands people, like yep. new people that I hadn't met in real life till now. So that's always good since I'm obsessive and like to know everybody's name and like know who everybody is. Like the literally the opposite of like every other show. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> We've talked about pros and cons. Yes, of, there are yeah. definitely pros and cons. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll post some stuff. Look on our Instagram feed for the stories. We'll post some of the images we took. And then I I would assume that both of us will probably post our own things on our, yeah. on our feeds of yeah. stuff we bought or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, this will be... I think we should, like, do this more often where we go to, like, other shows or, like, store. We still need to do our thing where we, like, go to I, stores and, like, visit a store and, like, interview the owner. I think we actually need to, like, make a schedule because yeah. I have so many Yeah, we need to make, like, I a want. bucket list yeah. of, like, here's yeah. what we want to, who we want to talk to. We have when can we do it? We have people that yeah. we've, we're talking to about having them on but we only see each other once a week. Yeah. And for the most part, like, I try to just, like, not bug you <laughs> all the time. Because I know you're busy. You can bug um, me. That's why I emailed you I just you won't shit. respond like, to you. <laughs> so, so annoyed by getting texts all the time. I'm yeah. like, I won't text anyone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll just keep yeah, doing no, no. the, like, Dropbox paper thing or send each other emails, yeah. and we'll figure it I'm out. Just, I'm so close to getting even more organized with it. I got to yeah take that next step and really... Well, if you guys have any, like, if you own a store or you mm. really want us to, like, interview somebody or go somewhere and talk to somebody specific, like, we, we're always open for ideas. Yes. Because um, sometimes we just, like, have too many ideas and we need we, somebody we to, like... We might have too many ideas right now. Yeah. I think we have too many ideas. I have a lot. Yeah. I don't know if this is a conversation that needs to be continued because it feels short um, Yeah. or not. I don't know what we're doing next week. Yeah. Maybe next week is just, like, a, we'll pick a topic and not be in a restaurant. Next. <laughs> so, are we recording next Thursday? I think so. Okay. That's my birthday. On your birthday. Sweet. I like it because right? we recorded on your birthday. Right. I think that's appropriate. Awesome. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's it. Well, thanks for listening. And I hope everybody that was at Renegade made shit tons of money. Me too. And we're excited for everybody that's a new listener. If you're like somebody we handed a postcard to at the show today, <laughs> thank you for listening to our nonsense. Um, and reach out and let us know how you liked it. And we'll have another episode next week. Yeah. Anything and else you want to say? Week. And the next week. And forever and ever and ever. All right. Thank you. Bye.